0: You have a mural in downtown Chilliwack. You have your face right in downtown. Your husband took the photo. Can you tell us how that all came about and what that means?
1: So I got a. am trying to remember, I think it was a call or a Facebook message and um, it was a gal who works and owns the Bookman downtown. Amber Price. Amber, yeah. And she said, hey, we want to do a mural. What do you think about putting your face on there? And I just thought, Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) That made me really uncomfortable. I said, you know what? Uh, Thank you, and I'm honored that you'd think of me, Amber, but it's probably more culturally appropriate to ask an elder or someone who has um, had a lifetime of profound impact on the community. Why don't you talk to one of the elders? You know what? I'm happy to connect you with my Uncle Stephen. Everybody seems to know him, and he's been a guiding light in community and continues to be, or one of the leadership. And she said, she full stop was like no we're not doing that and i said well and i kind of pulled the culture card when i responded and i said i think it's important that we honor elders and she said yeah i i hear you 100 percent on that and i acknowledge that you're following the cultural way but she said we also need representation of young people i tried to wiggle out of that and i said well i'm not that young you know i'm turning 40 this year i'm 40 now and she said, well, yeah, younger, I guess, is what she meant. And, and she really appealed to me on the part that she said, we need to know that people can achieve in their lifetime, or at least are on their way. And she said, sometimes young people don't connect in that way. And, and that spoke to me. And she said, you know, we, she explained to me the different people she had tried to engage. Um, she was advised not to engage political leadership, because she had explored having Dave Jimmy is the mural and i was kind of like ready to say oh great yeah go with dave he's great and she said no it keeps circling back to you and so i said i need to think about this so i went home and i just had a really deep discomfort with it that um being in the spotlight again was a really tough When when i toured in music and there's there's a profound amount of lateral violence that comes with that as well and being at the, the brunt end of that is exhausting and I was frankly quite concerned that that's what would happen. Um, and uh, after talking about it with some of my friends and different people that I trust, I thought, you know what, I am i was asked to do this. I didn't throw my name in the ring and, and it's something I, I honored that Amber really had thought out really well. And I said, I just let her know. I said, I'm really uncomfortable with this, but I'm gonna give it a try. And so the artist reached out and said he needed some photos and they needed to coordinate a photo shoot like yesterday. And um, my schedule is busy and I try to give my time to my family when I can. And so I said, you know what, let me go back to a bank of photos. I have lots of old photos. And he said, no, no, we have to take the photo. It has to be very specific, has to be done by a professional photographer. And I said, well, yeah, I have a lot of professional photos and let me go back so I came up with my top three one of them happened to be one that my husband Justin took and he doubles in photography Um, really good at product photography now he's just done his own self-study and connected with some friends who've given him a lot of skills he's quite phenomenal and we landed on this photo. <laughs> it's funny because we were camping at the time. We had taken this road trip down to Santa Fe Indian Market. I don't know if you're familiar with no. that. Look it up. It's a okay. really cool um, gathering of Indigenous artists down in Santa Fe. Okay. And so we just went on this wild road trip through air mattress and a tent in the back of his Jeep and drove down there, camped at KOAs along the way. So I literally hadn't had a shower. My makeup was a day old. My hair was a mess we had bought this Pendleton blanket and it was the golden hour. And he said, he pulled over, urge, this is a cool sunset. Go stand over there, put the blanket on. And I kind of fixed out my makeup a bit, um, smudged from the smudging that it was since we had just been camping. And, uh, he said, turn this way, try a few different ankles. And then we jumped back in the, in the track and kept going. And he came home and edited them and they were cool photos, and that's the one she picked. So it just was a stroke of luck that the photo that the artist chose out of the three that I offered happened to be my husband's art, which was a photo of me. Right. And um, I was wearing these earrings that I had bought at Indian Market from um, a collective that Bethany Yellowtail had worked to put together. She's wow. a um, a fashion designer. Yeah, And so it just was this... Super indigenous photo, wearing a Pendleton blanket, which full full disclosure is not an indigenous company, but is a coveted item in our community, yeah. and beaded earrings, and wearing my hair in a traditional style, and so it was chosen. And the cool thing was that I said I really want community involved in this, and so we engaged uh, a friend of mine, Brianna Miller, runs uh, Ethel, which is a youth outreach program, yes. and critical service that we provide to young people who really might be struggling with addiction or maybe they have family struggling with addiction, some of them struggling with uh, being unsheltered, um, maybe involved in the justice system, and ultimately struggling to complete school and because we want to make sure that they launch in life with that minimum of grade 12 and even consider post-secondary. They yeah. can dream. And so they work one-on-one and I said, I want those young people down here because this if I'm going to do this, I want them here. If that's what you're saying, you want it to be impacting these young people. So every day we'd go down and it was just such in disbelief. And I was in turmoil. Quite frankly, every day I felt really uncomfortable with this. Um, You know, and that's my own journey with imposter syndrome and whatnot. And I brought my kids down there every day because they were just like, wait a second, that's a picture of you, mom. And I was like, yeah, isn't that weird? They're like, yeah, weird. and it was so normal to them because they've also toured with me and traveled that oh oh yeah mom mom's famous weird okay and it just became normal to them and i love that to them that it was just normal for to see indigenous people do cool things whereas for me it's been such a struggle um and so when we went down there when the memiatal youth were there um they we'd asked them to paint different slogans and sayings different relevant things um things in Hokka we had my auntie down there who is a elder in residence for the program and one of the workers called me over one of the mentors and she said I want you to meet this young lady she has something really important to share with you Um, because I was chatting with some of the other youth asking them what are you writing and what does that mean to you so this young woman uh, she said "Um, thank you for having me here I'm I'm so in awe that you would ask me. And I was like, I'm so in awe that you're here and that you would answer the call. And so we were just having a moment. And I said, so tell me what you're painting and what it means to you. And she said, I'm writing Holding Hope. I said, well, what does holding hope mean? And she said, well, when people are struggling and they're really at their worst, they can't hold hope for themselves. They've lost hope. And so we have to hold hope for them. So she said, in this program, I've learned how to hold hope for myself. And now I'm holding hope for my mom. I'm holding hope for my brother. I'm holding hope for my... And she just listed off all these people. And just, I'm just crying by this time. Realizing that this young person has learned tools. And and how much she's carrying. It's like that metaphor that she's carrying the world on her shoulders for her family. And she said, I hope one day... I can give, I've hold, I'll have hold. i be able to give it back to them when they're able and in a healthier place to hold hope. Because she shared with me that some of her family were living in addiction or, you know, whatever their intergenerational trauma and how it landed for them, they just couldn't hold hope. And so here we are hugging and bawling our eyes out, having a moment. So, you know, then I realized this is why I'm doing this Yeah. because it gave her a space too to share that message.
0: That is an amazing story and I think exactly what I was hoping when you came up when we were talking about having you on is that I think that you are that for so many people who don't see themselves represented as a young person wanting to go to university as who do I resemble in society and I've had a lot of um, positive responses in starting this but it's important that you hear from the people who are doing it reluctantly because i think that there's some beauty in the fact that you weren't looking for this you weren't seeking this it wasn't your goal it wasn't your dream to have this mural up it was a process for you to accept it and to come to terms with that what was it like for your husband to get to see his photo up
1: he was just thrilled he was just thrilled to i mean he has his own business section 35 which represents the part of the canadian constitution that represents our rights our indigenous inherent indigenous rights and title and all of that good stuff um and so he had done a lot of photography for his clothing items like the shirt and the sweater a lot of my clothes are section um but you know he's always been interested in photography and something he's he's shared with me you know like i wish i had more time to do photography and um I want to learn more but just you know between juggling a career family and section one of his dreams he just hadn't had time to really pursue it so then I think it was a, a signal to him that you know hey I'm being acknowledged from my work and maybe I could do more so I think for both of us we've struggled with our confidence to do what we want to do and You know, I think from the outside, people think, oh, look at you. It's been so easy, but it hasn't. There's been ups and downs. You know, I've contemplated suicide. I've had a plan. Um, I've come back from that. I've contemplated suicide again. Um, I've been somehow survived nursing school and came out of it with a degree. But, you know, that journey is tough. And I think it's leaning in to find those supports along the way so that we can say, yeah, you're clearing the path, and yeah. that's what I try to share with some of the people I sit down and have the privilege to share my story with is that you're clearing the path first for yourself. We have to carve that out, and it's it's important to admit that that is very difficult spirit work, that spirit work, because nobody else can do that for you. You have to clear the path and take up space yeah. that you are entitled to, yeah. but in that effort, you are also clearing a path for the young people behind you to come and what i've learned is also not just young people elders too to create safe space for them that nobody's done that for yeah they've done their best to clear the path and and sometimes it's a little bit narrow so we follow behind and we carve out more and pretty soon the young people won't have to have that fight yeah. they won't have to carry that burden and, and that's my dream, that my children wouldn't have to do that. There's going to be a little bit of work ahead for them, but I hope that I've given them the tools to do well, that you know, my children won't have to contemplate suicide with a plan, yeah. that my children won't have to um, manage uh, how to live with anxiety and depression because of lived experience with sexual interference, sexual abuse, rape, um, feeling unsafe, or any of those things, that they can live somewhat normal lives and that it's a safe space to live in our worldview and practice our culture yeah. in a good way and that's that's a thought i'd like to leave you with today that you know that's the good work i hold my hands up to you that you're doing you're clearing a good path and I'm so thankful for this invite to be a part of this podcast it's been a real honor to share my thought